the uh, mentorship. So the biggest thing that changed your mind is you're like, well, this is why this is why you paid me, bro. So yeah. I can tell you what to do. Yeah, like just building off of what you give me because you have that experience and you've been through what I'm trying to get through. Exactly. What would be your advice to people who are like at that point where they did a deal? What should their next step be? I would say, you know, obviously, depending on how much you made on your first deal, um, try to just increase your marketing right away. Get that, get that caller, get that texture, whatever it is that works for you. Just continue to do that. Exactly. Welcome to the Winning Move Podcast. I'm your host, Stratton Brown. I interview successful entrepreneurs from around the world to see what moves they've made in their lives to get successful and more importantly, stay successful. I'm here to make sure you can create a better life for you and your family. Let's tune in. What's going on, Winning Family? If this podcast is bringing you any value, I know the rest of the content that we put out is going to drive tons of value to you. So go do me a favor and go subscribe on YouTube to our channel to where we release some things that aren't coming out on our podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Thank you guys so much. Welcome to the Winning Move Podcast. I'm your host, Stratton Brown. We have my good friend, Emilio Lara, did his first deal at 17 coming on today to talk. He's a little bit nervous. You can see him <laughs> freaking out a little bit, but he's a badass dude. Did his first deal. Were you still in high school? When you I did was your first? in high school, yeah. All right, bro. So we're going to start off with your story. How did you, Um, I got to share this into some Facebook groups real quick. How did you even find me on Facebook? I actually, I found you watching Flip with Rick. Uh, you were on his podcast and you were mentioning that you were in Fresno. And that was like the first time I'd found somebody that was doing what I wanted to do in, uh -huh. in California. So I, I just reached out to you directly. How did you find Flip with Rick though? Um, so like, how did I get started? Like watching that type of yeah. Like where, where did that even come from? Because okay. yeah. at seventeen, I was looking at butts on Instagram. <laughs> like I wasn't like looking for wholesaling content. Yeah. Um. So I mean, I just kind of dove deep into the education side of you know starting wholesaling. And uh, so, like before that, were you talking? Yeah, about? bro. Like, what? Made okay, you, I got like, you. What made you like? Oh, you know what? Like, I want to go make like a bunch of money because I was just thinking yeah, about football I got and you. girls. <laughs> so, I was working on my brother's food truck, um, and you know, COVID had hit, so school turned, you know, to like online. So I started working more, and uh, you know, I started, you know, making some money. My brother was paying me good, you know. Shout out to him. So, I kind of started making some money and started turning to a point where I wanted to make more money, and. You know, I just kind of started thinking about my future and just being away from school kind of turned me to being like a lot online. I think I looked into stocks and then I eventually, you know, found real estate wholesaling and uh, just kind of jumped right in. So like, were you Googling shit? You're just like, hey, like, how do I make money? Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I, I think I probably found it on TikTok, Instagram, like some, you know, somebody's ad for a course or something. And I kind of just kept looking in and looking in. That's wild. Okay. So let's talk about. Were your I know your dad's an entrepreneur. Is your mom an entrepreneur? Yes. So like, what did they both do? Because both my parents were entrepreneurs, and so for me, it was it was it was just kind of like what you did, right? Like, mm -hmm. I didn't ever think about getting a job. It was just like you gotta go. I don't know, like everybody was a tradesman or everybody owned their own business. Yeah, exactly. And that's kind of how it was. Like not not for me, but growing up, just seeing everybody just kind of operate their own thing. That's what really led me to really want to do my own thing as well, and uh, not um, kind of just go down the normal path. What did your parents do? Uh, my my dad, you know, he owns uh, taxes, like a tax business, and he also opened a nightclub. And then, you know, my mom, they, they have a food truck right now. 
What did your dad think about when you're like telling him you're going to wholesale houses? He told me it was going to be hard. Uh, you know, it's going to be competitive. Um, you know, obviously he believed in me, but you know, kind of was, uh, you know, if everybody, if it was easy, everybody would do it. So, you know, obviously he kind of just was looking out for me. He, he wasn't familiar with the, the process of wholesaling. So he, he kind of felt like it was nothing that he could help me with directly. Obviously he, he had some real estate experience. He has, he's a, he's a realtor, but no experience in the like investment part of wholesaling or, you know, flipping or anything. And you have a flip going with him right now, don't you? I do. Yeah. What's the spread on that thing? Cause that's when, like, you live in Vallejo. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, we're finishing up in about two weeks. It's going to be somewhere around, you know, one, one fifty, but that's split between me and him. So still though, bro, that's yeah. a fat spread. Yeah. And you're 18 now. 18. When you turn 19? 19 next month, July. Okay. Yeah. So have you been doing this two years then? No, uh, I hit a year, I think like this February, like this past Feb, this this past February. All right. So when did you call me? At what point in your journey were you like? I remember. So I'd called you when I had locked up my first deal. Uh, so that was somewhere around April or May of last year. Bro, talk about how you got that first deal to the finish line because I looked at it. I was like, yeah. Yeah. I, was like, yeah, I don't know. I think you, you gave me a buyer that came in like under under my purchase price. Shout out Michael Ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was the only person I knew who I like, bought up there because we don't yeah. do a lot of business up there. Mm -hmm. Um, what was the question, Mother? Um, where were you in your journey when you called me? Yeah, so I had like just, how deep into it were you? Yeah, I had just locked up my first deal. Um, it it was looking tight because you know the tenants. It was COVID. It was like heavy part of COVID, and tenants were still in there. Um, I locked it up at like 190. I was sending it out to like Facebook buyers. They were giving me like 170, 180. Um, you know, you, your buyer came in at 170, um, but eventually just found a, a broker who was able to buy for for 212. Where did you find the broker? Um, I think another just one of another Facebook buyers. Just numbers. Just like more people you reach out to, you find that one. Really? Yeah. And so you made 22K on that. Talk about how hard that one was and how the lady just pretty much called you out on your bullshit on a lot of stuff. Yeah, she was really educated on the process. They were like, I would say it wasn't like heavy distress or motivation. I mean, they, I think she had told me they own preschools and stuff. And it was really just they didn't want to own a house in the ghetto part of Stockton. So they were just letting it go. They had tried to list it on the market. But uh, I mean, it was, it, was, it was tough to get that contract signed. I think I had to get like, I had to send out like three different contracts because she wanted me to change the language. Yeah, it's time. a redlined a bunch of it yeah and then how did you have to put down a ton for emd too i did um because at that time i had asked my dad for some help and he was telling me because i think i was going to put you know everybody says put 500 dollars for emd my dad was like no i mean she's she's going to call you out she's going to call me out like put five thousand. you know show her you're serious and you know thankfully thankfully that it, it worked so so did your dad help you out with the emd or do you just not put anything in there i did i did leave emd i i borrowed it from my brother Shout out to my other brother. Hell yeah. So where did you find the deal? The deal, it was a cold call. It was, uh, I think it was like a high equity list. I had just started calling high equity absentee. Um, I think I remember, I remember it's funny because that lead came in. She was like, yeah, I'm interested in selling. Call me back. I'm busy. Um, I didn't think much. So I called her back maybe like the next day. And then she kind of just gave me the whole rundown. And uh, she was asking a, a decent price. Like out the gate. Yeah. I think she was asking 200. I ended up locking it up at 190. And it's funny because they, that deal, um, they had tried listing it previously for 210, didn't sell. And you got 212. And I got 212 from a cash buyer. Bro, that was wild. 
I mean, but that's like real perseverance and like actual problem solving. Yeah. So like, how do you know how to like blast out on Facebook? I think I just made a post. Like it wasn't even really like, I just made a post and everybody that kind of reached out to me, I was just sending them a deal. Did anybody give you any like lessons? Usually when dudes like send me deals, I'm like, hey, this is what I see. If you need help with anything, let me know. But it's not for me. If yeah. it isn't a deal I don't want. Yeah. Um. I mean, as far as buyers, no. I mean, no. Everybody was kind of coming in, just lowballing me. Anything, everything below, below my purchase price on that deal. Did anybody? Were you afraid of your age at the beginning? Like, like, is she gonna find out I'm 17 years old? I went, when, so when I walked in with the buyer, I think um, when I walked in with the buyer, he was like, "How old are you?" I was like, "I'm 21." <laughs> <laughs> I remember talking to you though, like, "Bro, just carry yourself like you're a business owner because yeah. you are now." And then. I mean, you've done great on the phone since then. Yeah. So you got your parents' influence doing the deal. After that first deal, what did you spend the money on? Uh, mentorship with you. Um, a lot more data. Uh, got a caller. That was something that you really pushed me to do. So I'm definitely happy. I, that, made, that made a big difference for sure. Just getting my marketing going and just kind of ramping that up right away. Definitely made a difference. So why was getting a mentor a really big deal? And why was getting a caller a really big deal? Just to leave me on that straight path. Kind of. You know, I, I, I wasn't going to get a caller. Um, I was plan I think I told you, you know, I was planning on getting maybe a deal a month until I got a caller. So that was my original plan. You know, you told me, no, you got to ramp your leaves up. That was something that definitely helped and just continuing to do that. So what was your thought process to help out other people at the beginning to where like, no, I'm not getting a caller because mm -hmm. like, I got to talk to people all the time. Like, well, I don't want to spend any more money. Like, well, the only way your business is going to make money yeah. is if you spend more money on marketing. Yeah. So like, what was your thought process and like, what helped you shift it? Like, what did I say? Not highlighting what I said, but like, what made your mindset shift? Well, I will highlight what you said, because what you said was, this is why you paid me. <laughs> that, those were your exact words. I remember I was on the phone with you and I was like, no, I don't really want to get a caller right now. And you're like, bro, this is why you paid me. We're, we're going to get you a caller. Well, where were we? The uh, mentorship. So the biggest thing that changed your mind is you're like, well, this is why this is why you paid me, bro. So yeah. I can tell you what to do. Yeah. Like just building off of what you give me because you have that experience and you've been through what i'm trying to get through exactly what would be your advice to people who are like at that point where they did a deal what should their next step be i would say you know obviously depending on how much you made on your first deal um try to just increase your marketing right away get that get that caller get that text or whatever it is that works for you just continue to do that exactly yeah, that's the big bro and i talk to people all the time yeah. and they just won't do it like no i'm gonna keep doing it myself the money's gonna go i mean you're gonna spend the money i promise yeah. you that's the thing because like you think like oh, i'll have this big chunk majority of the time people just stuff comes up like life comes up and then that money slowly gets chipped away yeah by life all right so after that deal what were your next series of deals like um my next ones man that was i think uh i'd close one down in like los Los Manos for like, I think that was a 30k one. Yeah, um, that one. Another another one in Stockton for like, it was like 12 five. That one we sold to Armando. Okay. Um, but those ones, I started to realize like not everybody's gonna be motivated. Not everybody's gonna be. Motivated. Some people are just gonna. It's gonna be more convenient for them to just sell. There's not a ton of motivated sellers. Yeah. A lot of people are professionals. Like, can you solve it? Yeah. Can you give me the price I want? Yeah. All right, cool. And that's really what I feel like a lot of people say it does, you know, dig into their motivation more, but I feel like it's more just giving them what they want. Price, price does pay a big, big yeah. factor. 
I mean, you still have rapport in it. Yeah. And then there is like motivation. Like, what is your motivation? Well, yeah. like, I have this pain. It's not like massive. I'm like, here's my pain. Here's my problems that I want solved. This is the price point I want. Yeah. And Jen, I feel like the people who are more experienced, like, get it. It's like, hey, I get that you need to make money. And they're not like unreasonable with the price. Yeah. Like, I get this is my situation. I know it's really bad. This is what I want. And they're, those ones are nice. Yeah. Those ones are nice. So you did all those. So, like, what does your business look like now? Now uh, I have five cold callers. I'm bringing on another, so we're going to have six. One lead manager and one texter. How's texting going for you? Texting's okay. Um, I would say I got like two deals the first month I started doing it, two contracts. And then from there, like slowed down like completely. And then I got one, but then it, that one fell out because just wasn't able to sell it. What are you using the text? Launch control. Launch still. Yeah. You got text, callers. What's your, where are you finding your callers? What am I, what? Where are you finding, finding your callers? Um, I, Upwork, I found like two of them and then every, everybody else from there has just been referrals. Yeah. From my cold callers already. Where are they? Uh, Philippines and Venezuela. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's what we try and go a lot off of referrals. That makes it easier. Yeah, for sure. What's your number one tip on training people? Because I remember telling you like, bro, like you need to learn how to at least like lead a team. Mm -hmm it'll go really really far like later on like even though like because you're using call magicians like you even if you're using us i think you should get used to like being in front of people and like criticizing them mm -hmm. seeing like okay how did they take that criticism yeah did they shut down did they do good um i would say my biggest tip for leading people if you haven't before and you're younger yeah um just displaying the confidence you know because i i've hopped on interviews with with vas and they're like kind of make a surprise face like they know i'm young they're they're older than me you know yeah uh, I think one of my cold callers is 40 and, you know, they still, they listen to me and, you know, they thank me for that, my uh, advice and, you know, my, my feedback and all that. But I would say biggest tip is just display the confidence to them, show them that you know what you're doing, that, you know, you're not just going to, because I think one thing that people hire VAs and then like for a couple weeks or a couple months and they just let them off because they don't want to keep it going. Well, they don't develop them. Yeah. Right. Um, and I told you you should fire faster, right? I mean, yeah. if the person's not working, it's okay to get rid of them. But like, if you have someone good and you think they can, develop it's good to get that trait to where like okay i can turn this person from a b to an a yeah like and one thing like hard. one thing you told me that really stood out was like if they don't impress you there's no point in moving on yeah like if they if they aren't going to impress you like day one they're not going to impress you later on and that that helped for sure because it's the yeah. truth and i wish i would have learned that earlier yeah. of like hiring people like oh well they're okay well if they're okay just fucking get rid of them because yeah. they're just going to piss you off so we're there who do you hang out with and what does your circle look like as like an 18 year old like entrepreneur um so i have you know my girlfriend i hang out with her like that's the person i hang out with the most then it's like my family and then you know the people that i talk to a lot you know about like business i would say is uh you know i have some friends that are also you know wholesaling they're you know down in like similar areas where, where we are um and just kind of just talking to them about what, the, what they got going on what's working for them and then, you know, just kind of explaining to them what's working for me. That helps me, you know, feel more confident in what I'm doing as well. Where did you find them? Uh, going to meetups. Your meetup. Um, at Dean's meetup. I met Rogelio. Um, and, yeah, just going to meetups. And then just I think one time you posted me, that's when somebody reached out to me. So, yeah, just going to meetups and, and just posting. They kind oh, of, well, yeah. I forgot. I remember the first. You drove three hours to come to Jason's one time, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Well, talk about that. I remember talking to you. It's so different because like I've never had to deal with like someone who's 18, like doesn't know anything. This because you were like how I was when I came to Allen. Uh -huh. 
Like I had just like nothing in the background, like no experience. Yeah. Um, why did you come out to Jason's? Like what made you want to come all the way out there? Uh, just to be around like that type of environment, just to see what it was like. You know, I always hear, you know, go to the meetups, meet network. So, I mean, it was a no brainer for me just to just go down there and just be around those type of people who are doing deals and are, are at where I want to be. And uh, I mean, yeah, it was just really big for me to start going to those. And what podcasts and like, what are you doing to educate yourself? Uh, Podcast I listen, books. I like I like Andy Frisella a lot. A lot a lot of Do you his, listen uh, to the new stuff or the old stuff? The old stuff. Yeah, I mean the old stuff's fire, bro. Those yeah, old stuff that's the best. Um real estate podcasts. I, I kind of switched through, through between uh like a, a lot of different ones. Um but uh I mean right now I would say just I listen to a lot of Andy's old stuff but, like I'm working out and stuff. Yeah, I've been listening yeah. same. Like over the last like three weeks, I've been going hard on his old yeah. stuff. Like his old stuff is my favorite. So you got that over there. Where is your business at? I had another question when I lost it when we paused. Friends, family, mindset. So what is your mindset now? What is your goals? I mean, I'm I'm young and uh, I feel like it's, it's very easy because, you know, I have started making money. It's very easy for me to kind of veer off. So it's just staying disciplined and knowing that the end goal and I don't really know the end goal. Honestly, obviously I do want to be an investor. I do want to branch out into other stuff like multifamily, but um, just staying disciplined really just that that's my biggest thing is just really trying to stay disciplined and continuing to do the work every day. What's the work? Like what, From, what do you have to do yeah. every day to like drive your company forward? Cause it's way different now where it yeah. should be than what it was at the beginning. Right. Yeah. For me, uh, the work is just kind of training my, my team. I'm like leading the cold call, uh, uh, trainings, the lead manager trainings. I'm also still doing lead management as well. Um, so just, just doing the calls every day. Cause I, I am still in, in the day to day stuff. So I'm not, I'm not out of it completely. Like I do have, you know, the marketing, I feel like I have the marketing automated. Now it's time to just get the, the lead management and acquisitions automated. So that's, that's, those are the next steps. And you don't have a goal yet. Like you don't have a goal of where you want to go. You don't have any idea. <sighs> It's hard to think that 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 far down the road for me. I just feel like it's gonna change. Like I I could have a goal. I definitely want to get into multifamily. I definitely want to start doing you know bigger projects eventually. But as far as an end goal, I, I don't know. We don't know where we're going. How we're gonna get there, bro? That's true. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, right? How are you displaying confidence, talking to these older, sophisticated people? Because I remember when I was working for Alan, I was like, Alan, I, but what am I doing talking to these millionaires? Like I'm a kid fresh out of college and I have no idea what I'm doing. And I remember freaking out about it. And that was when I was like 22. Mm. Are you talking about like buyers? Buyers, about sellers, all of it. I mean, because like yeah. you're having legitimate I mean, business conversations with people who are two times, three times your age. I guess over time, you, you start to build that confidence by just knowing what you're talking about. You know, if it was back then, someone asked me what what I, what, what I feel like I could uh, lock this deal up for, I wouldn't, wouldn't know. But now if I look at a deal, I evaluate, I, I know what I'm looking at. And uh, just being able to, know that i'm confident in what i'm talking about that that's really what helps me what helped you gain that confidence as a 17 year old i would say just doing the work just putting just continuing to do it over and over again um really just starting to understand what i actually am doing okay what advice would you have for other 17 year olds who are looking to get into wholesaling or really even get into business mm -hmm. and have them come across as confident I would say, you know, dive deep into the education first, you know, really understand what it is that you are doing. And then, I mean, I always say is just pick one thing and just stick to that because it's so easy to get the, 
the shiny object syndrome and try a little bit of this and try a little bit of that. But I feel like as long as you stick to one thing, you really go hard in that. I mean, it's going to work. Did you like ever vary from thing to thing? I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I tried like different markets. I think before I got my first deal, I pulled data in like six, seven different markets out of, out of state. I was like, let me try virtual. People say California is too difficult. Um, you know, I, I tried calling, texting. I tried a little bit of RVM with like different softwares and never did anything consistent for like the first few months. I, I, I would, it took me a while to just realize, okay, let me just stick to cold calling myself and uh, just, just doing that. So what made you decide to like pick a market too, though? Because that's one thing where I think everybody goes wrong. So I was at a point where I had like leads in my CRM and my podio, like some in, in Texas, uh, Colorado, Tennessee, because all, all, all the places I pulled data from. And I was at a point where I was like, okay, I know I can be successful. Or I know I can do a deal because this is before I had done a deal. Uh -huh. I know I could do a deal if I just be, if I'm consistent in one market. And I was, I was kind of looking like, Hey, which market should I do though? Cause I had pulled that in so much, so many different markets. And then I just got a super hot lead in uh, in Stockton. And that's when I was like, okay, this is, I've been thinking, what should I do to choose my market? And this is it. This, this hot lead right there. I didn't even lock that one up, but, <laughs> but Stockton's been working, man. And then you're doing stuff in Vallejo now. What does that look like? Uh, Vallejo. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing just texting out there right now. Um, I, I stopped cold calling because I wasn't getting the results I liked. Yeah, what was um, it like with that demographic of people cold calling? I was getting a lot of sarcastic people. I, I realized, you know, I, I was at because I'm one thing I'm starting to track is like how many leads I'm getting or how many leads it takes me to get a qualified lead, and just realized like I, it was hard for me to get a qualified lead out there. So I was like, okay, let me just stop cold calling there and start texting. And then when I started texting out there, I got like two deals out there in a month. The oh, first one. Well, how many leads is it taking you to get a qualified lead? It's it's at about fifty. Fifty to get yeah. a qualified and lead. Like qualified lead is someone with true motivation yeah. asking a discounted price. And then from there, what's your close rate? Uh, I'm I'm not tracking that. I need to, but um, from there, I would say because so the way I'm doing it right now is my lead manager is like setting appointments. Anybody that has motivation or is asking a discounted price, they're setting appointments for me to just make the offer. Uh -huh. And from there. Uh, I'm, I'm aiming to get at about like, you know, for every, you know, 25%. So if 25% of appointments, I get under contract. I'm not there yet. Uh -huh. I just kind of started bringing on this new process of the lead manager. So I'm working on that. There you <clears> go. <throat> and how long have you had your leads manager? Is this the same one or is this a different one? No, different one. Um, I think he's, so he was my cold caller before. Um, I think he's, I think end of May is when I first, when okay. I first transitioned on, on, into there, into that role. All right. But what other advice do you have for 17 year olds who want to get into business? In the business, I would say just kind of choose what you want to do, you know, because there's so many, there's stocks, crypto, real estate, econ. I mean, there's so many different things. I would say choose something that you feel like you could see yourself doing long term. Because I mean, that's, I mean, that's what I'm trying to do is just build a, a sustainable real estate company right now before I veer off into other things. You know, I've, I've people told me get into e-commerce, get into you know all, all this stuff, but I think you know you told me just build this now before you start getting into all this other stuff. You know, really yeah. focus on building this one thing, really good until you start you know veering off and putting your time into other things. Because I mean, if I were to put my time into other things, it, it would take away from this. But it just all fall to the wayside. Yeah. Like you actually have like a cadence and momentum going, and you can tell. Or if you start going into like oh, e-com yeah. or whatever, because I remember you wanted to buy one. Yeah, I did. And I was like, bro, simmer down. Like, let's yeah. 
all of our money should go into education. I yeah. think this is a good lesson for people. I remember talking to you like, bro, I'm looking at my PL and I'm not happy with it at yeah. the end of the year. You you mind sharing that story? Because I think that is a powerful story. I put a lot of money into education uh, towards the end of 2021. And uh, towards the end of that year, my PL just started like profit less and less and less. And then kind of going over that with you, you're like, I mean, you put this much in education. What's wrong with it? You're like, those are skills that are never going to leave. And it's true. And I mean, on top of that, you know, I was being in those groups, you build relationships with relationships with people that, you know, you can have over time, a long time. And I, I just remember being like, bro, if you had this much money left over afterwards, I just go tell you to go put it in education. It's yeah. like, you're fine. And the those are never going to go away in the relationships. Like, so you're in Gino's thing, you were in Steve's thing, you're in mine. Like, all those relationships are never going to go away. Yeah. And I mean, didn't Gino just teach you something? You made a fuck ton of money off of it. Yeah, um, I'm transitioning to trying to list deals on the MLS. That's uh, hopefully going to be a game changer. I mean, with the market changing and everything, kind of got to be more conservative on what stuff can sell for on the MLS. And because, you know, we're not, when you're selling the MLS, you're typically not going to sell it to like a cash buyer. No. You're selling it. And it obviously has to be something that's a little more turnkey. But um, hopefully that's, that can make a big difference too. Hell yeah. All right. You got anything else for the listeners, bro? Um, yeah. I mean, just portray the confidence, just, uh, dive deep into that one thing and then really just go hard in that until you, until you, uh, feel like that's, that's built. Hell yeah. I don't, I don't think I have anything else dude. Let me look it up real quick, but thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate some, Get some goddamn goals, bro. Get some goals. You're too smart. You're too smart. You need to have somewhere you want to go. Yeah. I appreciate you bringing me on here. You've been telling me for so long that I have to you know, start putting myself out there. And, you know, I've heard you. I haven't done it, though. Not nearly enough. So this is the start. Bro, I mean, how many how many people did a deal at 17? How do you even get the contract signed at 17 years old? Like, how'd the title company even fucking... Me and my dad have the same name. You're and, kidding. You know, they never even asked for, like, my social or anything like that. So, I mean, I feel like there was never really... Because, like, you legally can't sign a contract. Yeah. yeah. And so you and your dad have the same name, and so they aren't even worried. Yeah. I mean, that was the th- I, that was what I was anticipating to use. Like, oh, it's my dad, you know. But I mean, it never even really came down to that. I never, I never had to like prove anything or. That's dope. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, are there any questions? Who sent the fire emojis? Does it tell us? <laughs> oh yeah! Shout out Rogelio. Yeah, man. Shout out Rogelio. He's killing it, man. He's killing it. All right, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Strat. Hey, guys. I'm making a massive push on Instagram. I want to get to 100,000 followers organically by the end of the year. And the only way I'm going to do that is by you guys sharing my content. So please go give me a follow on Instagram and share whatever videos on there that you see are valuable to you. Share it to your story. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Winning Move Podcast. I hope it helps you make all the right moves in your life and business. Please make sure to go like and subscribe on any podcast platform that you're listening to. And make sure to go follow me on Instagram at Strat Daddy. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you soon.